now return to Tampa Bay's number one morning show, The Mike Calter Show. Straight up 8.30 on The Mike Calter Show. It's 102.5 The Bone. This is less devil music. Is this the one about the Indians? No. It's not? What is this one? This one is uh, more about... Uh, well, it's like a civil war kind of thing, I think. Oh, this is Iron Maiden, right? Yeah, yeah. But Run to the Hills is the other one. Here. Yeah, that's the Indian one, right? Yeah, but this one has like musket and I'll run you through and all that stuff. Here, listen. You'll take my life, but I'll take yours too. You fire musket, but I'll run you through. So when you're waiting for the next attack, <laughs> you better stand there's no turning back. Look at the other guys going, what rhymes with musket? <laughs> uh, comedian Mike Cannon is here with us. What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm uh, great. I, now I want to pound 100 beers. <laughs> we do got it, them. Do it. We're on until 10. See if you can do it. <laughs> we, uh, do you like Iron Maiden? I, I honestly, you know, dude, it's all over. Like, I haven't listened to it. No, I'm a hip hop guy from when I was a kid, and then I just kind of miss that stuff. But every time I listen to it, I'm yeah, uh, yeah, right. That's how I was. So Iron Maiden was coming here years ago for a concert, and I was not a fan. And that big skeleton thing that they had, Eddie. we used to scare Eddie, used to scare me when I was a kid. <laughs> and by a kid, I mean in high school. I didn't like it. And all the dirt rockers in my school that liked that, I was like, oh, I don't want to hang out with them. So I was like, no. And then. When they were coming, we started playing Run to the Hills, and I was like, well, actually, this is a, I like this song. Mm-hmm. And then we play a couple other songs, and I'm, but I didn't really, I still don't really understand what they're all about. They're, they're singing on muskets in one and Indians in the other, and the devil in the other one, and I'm like, I don't really know where they're coming from. <laughs> but I don't think it matters. It's they have just, a wide variety of topics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Devil, and, muskets, Indians. <laughs> colonial. Colonial genocide, sure, and uh, and the devil. They're like perfect. They're perfect high school pregame football. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You get fired up in the locker room. You kiss your friend. And walk <laughs> let me let me tell you. Uh, I was so confused and wrong about when Mike is performing and when Marty's performing and all this stuff. So Mike got here yesterday, right? Sure did. Yeah. And you did perform, but you were not headlining last night. Right, yeah. I just popped into the spot on uh, Buddy Ryan Long's show. Yeah, now that guy I don't know. But I looked him up, and I saw that he got a YouTube award, so I understand what that's Wednesday. <laughs> Very important. Yes. <laughs> so, and then I figured since you did that, you would be headlining tonight at uh, Side Splitters, and that's not the case. Our other guest, the Marty Ray Project, they are playing. Yeah. And what happened there was Side Splitters is opening up a new... A location up at in Wesley Chapel at the uh, the old movie theater up there. So they turned that movie theater that had like 20 theaters into an entertainment complex where it'll still show some movies, but the other rooms, some of them belong to one belongs to the comedy club. You oh, could sick. rent one out. Yeah, it was a really good idea in order to, to move with the time so you didn't have this obsolete building that nobody's just going to go into <laughs> bankruptcy. So Pasco uh, is pretty slow on their permits and they can't get the stage built over there for some reason yet. So uh, that's why. So Mike was supposed to perform, I think, over there tonight, or maybe mm-hmm. Marty was over there. I don't know what it was. But so basically, Mike Cannon has a night off tonight. <laughs> yeah, a perfect opportunity to do my taxes. Yeah. yeah. Now is that that's what you know, you'll do your own taxes? So I have to itemize stuff, right? Because I don't have a money manager yet. Because I make eleven dollars per year. Got so it. So I have to itemize everything and break <laughs> it down and go through, you know, 
Uber, all that <laughs> yeah, stuff, yeah, credit yeah. cards. And but just... that's the thing. Credit cards do most of that work for you. Yeah, I don't think mine do. Mine are like, you're lucky we're even backing you. <laughs> this year, I just went to all the year-end si- uh, summary pages, copied them, and sent them to my account. And I put them on a thumb drive, and I was like, there you go. Instead of walking in there with 10,000 sheets of paper and uh, with things highlighted, I know he doesn't look at it. That's the move. See, I'm going in there like a good student with a Excel spreadsheet, say, you know, itemizing, saying how much I, I spent on each one, and yeah. they're just trusting me. That, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Your word's not really... I don't know. I always worry that um, if I ever got if I ever got audited, I have all the all my stuff's legit. Like for years, for years, radio guys, we do gigs on the weekend. Like we go to a bar or whatever, and the bar would just pay you in cash. Yeah. And then the IRS was like, "Oh, we're on to you," and they would just audit radio guys all the time. So I was just waiting to get audited. Mm-hmm. So I always was above board on everything. I'm like, I'm paying for it. I'm doing. It. I don't ever want to be in that position. So I, I don't. I don't sweat that stuff now. Yeah. You have beer soaked bar napkin receipts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but Pete uh, Corielli was in here one time, and he uh, had just gotten audited, and he was freaking me out. He said he bought a suit. Because he was going to be on Letterman, mm-hmm. and he tried to write off the suit, and they in the audit they told him no, and he was like, "Why?" And they were like, "Because you could wear this suit other than the places other than Letterman." Wow. Yeah. And then you were like, "Oh man, mm. what am I doing?" You know. Oh wow. I would argue. <laughs> I just <laughs> see you're, I just you're the same pit I have. I just looked like Chris D'Elia when they told him you could screenshot Snapchat. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Uh, dude, I I was like, ooh, yeah, but I I would argue based on my uh, attire today and most days of my life, that I'm only wearing that suit for Letterman. There's yeah, no right. way in the world I'm wearing a suit any other day other than Letterman and maybe the occasional funeral. That's, That's it. right, yeah, yeah and so. prove otherwise. Right, exactly. So you follow me around? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, it's easier to just be like, yes, here it is. Just take the money now. Take it. Um, anyway, so Mike will be here uh, doing shows at Sidesplitters tomorrow night and on Saturday night. Yeah, five shows. Two the Friday, three Saturday. Triple shot. Uh, Saturday. I haven't stood on my feet for three-hour shows in over a year, dude. <laughs> dude, uh, the I don't know. I was just talking. We were talking about daylight savings time, and I like it to be dark early. I don't know what I would do if I had to do a, sta- a show on stage while it was still bright out. It just wouldn't make sense. To oh me. yeah. Well, this entire year uh, I've been true. screaming in parks with yeah. no microphone. <laughs> Legit, legit. Homeless community theater. Yeah. For the last year, so I at this point. The fact last night that I got to perform for that many people in one room with a roof. Yeah. It was like. It's been so long. I haven't, yeah. I haven't What's the worst thing you've played? Since, like, I know there's rooftops and <laughs> yeah. the street corners and all that. What's the worst thing you've done so far? I mean, the worst one was definitely a sidewalk. Uh-huh. Like, it's like, you know, <laughs> a sidewalk awning where they have outdoor seating, but, like, vagrants are kind of running yeah. through randomly and, you know, or children. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about God knows what and some kid with a bright face <laughs> is walking past. And I'm like, I'm sorry, child. But I watched a. I did a show in Brooklyn and it was good. Which is hilarious. There was like an awning. It's outside. It's you know thirty below. And then as I'm doing a punchline, a car crash literally. That's a sign from yeah, God. What a true metaphor of yeah. what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I would be. I don't know. That's how you guys know. Like I always say, I'm like you know. Anytime I ever thought about it, maybe I would want to try stand up comedy. 
this is how I know I was never meant to do it because there's no way I'm going to a street corner right. or a, a <laughs> park or any of that. Like, you guys are running to get up on stage when you have the opportunity. I only want to do it if there's a lot of money involved. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a pure addiction yeah. at this point. I mean, even last night, I, I told my friends, I was like, I feel like I've been wearing six condoms all year. <laughs> and then last night, I finally got to take them off. <laughs> it was just that type of, oh my God, I, I forgot what this was like. Now, let's talk about your friends. Uh, you are friends with Brendan Sagalow. That's right. And Mike Feeney. Yeah. And I call the three of you the triplets or the triplets <laughs> of comedy. The three of you together. Now, do you live near each other? No. Well, Brendan and Mike do. They live in Astoria. And then I was in Brooklyn. And <laughs> me and my wife last March moved in with her parents just for a few weeks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> We're just still there. Where are they? They're in Rockland. So, like, right outside of the city. But I'm 30 minutes away from them. So, so you're living with their with uh, their par- her parents. Her parents, yeah. Are they, like, are they like considering you a failure at this point? <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming so. They haven't vocalized that. But <laughs> when, the, when the daughter don't. said she was marrying a comedian, mm-hmm. were they like, oh, Oh, boy. Well, I've known them since I was 10. Oh. oh, wow. So we were neighbors growing up, and we've dated since we were kids, but, like, you know, on and off, so it's not psychotic. Right. But uh, they, so they, they've felt invested in my career, and they've seen it progress, so okay. it, it's actually... They've seen glimpses of hope. That's right. It's the best-case scenario of a comedian getting married, because, and also they, their family with Mike DiStefano. Oh. Who passed away years ago. Okay, yeah. He was, uh, he was my wife's cousin, also my first, like, mentor. Right, kind of, right, and, uh, right, So they at least had a taste of what comedy was. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. the comedy was drug addiction and death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> except, I mean, my father-in-law, you know, my wife's stepfather, he's like a man's man with, like, you know, built cranes, like, operated there yeah. for years, all that stuff. And I know he walks past the room as I'm, like, cackling into a computer screen doing a podcast, just like, <laughs> Jesus He's shaking his Christ, head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's one thing I don't. I'm not looking forward to. Like my wife and I started thinking, if we buy a beach house now, by the time these rotten kids get out of our lives, we could sell this house and go live in that little two bedroom apartment. You know. Yeah. But then if they come knocking and have to come live back with us. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to be like, sorry, kids. The end's no room at the end. Build a bungalow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. your kids. You got me and Jill are probably gonna be knocking on your door before your kids, being like, we need help, please. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, look, I would not feel guilty having you guys live on my porch somewhere. Oh, easy, yeah. Yeah, build a tent. Go That's right. Geo's used community. to it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Geo. Uh, his dad died when he was young, and his mother remarried, mm. and the new guy made him sleep on the porch. What? On the on the porch <laughs> oh where God. it's nine thousand degrees. He literally slept. I mean, it was it was. It had uh, no windows, right? Or did it have windows or just screens? <laughs> my my instinct was to put my hand on his shoulder. <laughs> oh, poor child. It was like a back porch, like screened in, but it was kind of like covered. So, so you basically were sleeping outside. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You would see, I would see cockroaches oh. and stuff because there was no way to block them out at all. You know, <laughs> this answers so much about your your um, on off demeanor. Nah, man, come on, you're crazy. Joe, <laughs> Joe is trying, Joe's to, trying to be my dad as Gio's dad. Thanks, thanks, dad. Because Joe's old enough. No, I, I don't like it. <laughs> I know you didn't get love. He said. <laughs> Do you, I think there's a part of you that likes when Joe hugs you? He does. No, it yeah, feels it very awkward. Yeah, I'm sure it does at first. But He's when's so the last time you had an interaction with the man? He, like he only that? likes it because Joe I mean, wears have, lady pants. Know, uh, <laughs> I have a, a brother, and I, I have uh, friends. And you stuff. know, brothers don't love like that. No, yeah. Joe's just so small, and he smells funny. And it'd be I, better if he had a bigger, older father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love you, son. Stop. I know you haven't heard yeah. that very much. <laughs> you Where's know your, what? Yeah. I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> I, love you. I, love you. 
Love you too, Michael. Where's your mug? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's out in the car. Uh, we Joe bought him a world's best son mug. <laughs> nice. Oh my oh, God! Did you think that that would be more quiet? <laughs> oh my God! You're quickly learning who the idiots are on this show. <laughs> Puts it down, Mike first yeah, on the table. He li- <laughs> Calvin, he literally put the microphone mouthpiece down like this. Yeah, and then I, dragged we, it. By the way, are, yeah, you're doing it, and it's so I, loud. We got oh, it. Dragged got it. it across the desk. Got it, moron. Oh. Oh. I do have a question. Did they? Did you have a bed? Or like they didn't make you sleep on the floor? Right? No. Yeah, there was a bed out there. It okay. was an old busted, actually a water bed that was broken. So like part of like the water bed thing would like <laughs> fall on the ground. So it was uneven. It was like a leaky water bed. Yes. Wow. It was broken. <laughs> An uncontained yeah. waterbed. They we actually had... just put a blanket on a creek out back. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, a sleep number bed. Did you ever have one of those? No. Okay. I, I wish. It was it was phenomenal. Like my wife and I, before we had kids, we bought those. And we would race home, and then we'd sit there at like 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, and we're like, can we go to bed yet? Can we go to bed yet? We just want to get in those beds. We're so comfortable. Because sometimes you want to sit up and watch a movie and be a nice step, and sometimes you want to drop it into like you just took heroin and just sink into the bed, you know? <laughs> and it, it was awesome. Oh, you can shift the number? Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole point of a oh, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you don't go in and buy you'd... an eight. <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought you were like, you laid down and you're like, I'm more of a seven guy. <laughs> yeah. Certain days you feel like a seven, certain days you feel like a two. That's you right. Adjust it. <laughs> it's my self-esteem also. <laughs> but basically, uh, we found out that it was it was kind of just like an air mattress inside of a, a regular mattress. Yeah. Because Amanda's broke. My wife's broke. So... They cover it for like 10 years, uh, but then they don't tell you that they cover the parts, so they just send you the parts. Like, well, what am I supposed to do? I don't. I didn't go to school for bed fixing, and uh, I took it apart. We couldn't figure it out, whatever. So her mattress lost a bunch of air, and then it kind of stopped. So it had, so let's say it had 10 pounds of air, and it now was down to 2 pounds. <laughs> so she, I said, look, sleep on my side, and I'll go sleep in the guest room until we get this fixed. And she was like, no, I think I could fix it. And she put a bunch of pillows in there, and blankets, and she and she climb in the hole, and she's like, "This is fine." And I'm like, "That." And until until we found somebody like a month later to fix her bed, she would just climb in the hole every day. She slept in the coffin of of what it was our sleep number bed. It was insane. How many ruptured discs does she have? <laughs> you know, she she was pregnant at the time too. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, she was like, "I'm fine. I'm good." I was like, "All right." Uh, and I although now, like I swore at that time, I was so mad at them, but because I didn't understand how to fix it and all that, but I think I'd, I'd like to try that again. I think I'm ready yeah. for sleep number bed now. I had no idea that it was so versatile. Like, I didn't know you could change it up. As so you know, now they have it, so you can change the number so it'll, it'll be hard or soft. Then they uh, recline and, and incline and all that. Oh my. And then they have it now where you can make it hot or cold, too. <laughs> so if I can get that bed cold... On a little bit of angle, so my acid reflux stays down, and up to a solid seven and a half, I'd be a, I don't know if I'd ever wake up. I'd be a dream spot. Oh, my. You're a cold sleeper? Oh, dude. So I sleep upstairs during the week because my alarm goes off at four, and because my wife doesn't like me that much. <laughs> and it is, when you start walking up the stairs, you can start to feel the Arctic. It's like you're climbing out into the outside. It's windy up in that room up there. Yeah, I love it. Why, you're not? 
I'm the exact opposite. I'm like oh. a shivering chihuahua, dude. Anytime, like, I thought I had COVID this entire year because a stiff breeze was making me like <laughs> literally chilled to my bone. I need to be cold. I need. To, I sleep in the. It's 67 degrees in the room, and there's a fan two inches from my face. <laughs> I, don't, I just lay there. And I'm like, so you could do the beautiful. Darth Vader voice whenever yeah. you want. <laughs> oh well, when it was cold out, I would just. I have double doors at the foot of the bed. And I would just open it and just let all the all the air in. Where did you go running to? What? Oh, I had to take a phone call. Uh, Marty Ray, they were calling, let me know that they're on the way. They might be a little bit late because it's Fine. heavy traffic. Yeah, that's why I said. Fine. So I'm just excited, yeah. And uh, and you know that you just jammed the microphone. I heard you guys yelling at me as I ran out. Part of the reason why I ran away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I heard you guys yelling. That's fine. Full on chicken. Yeah. You have very, like, like college football strength and conditioning coach vibe. I do? Yeah. I, thank you. That's, okay, I think, a compliment. Me, wow. You're that, way off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he is maybe backup punter vibe. Yeah, a long snapper. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just the intensity, the the polo all the way up with the hard gelled over Thank hair. You. No yeah. gel, no gel. No and gel? this is new hair too. Yeah. So yeah, he was balding. That's a that's a regrowth. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good hair. Thank you. Yeah, as Thank a first you very time much. Viewer. It's a pleasure to see you, Mike. Pleasure to meet you. You're so nice compared to everybody. He when he first started, he started as an intern with us. Mm-hmm. He's the executive producer now. And when he first started, he had like kind of bushy hair. He's Florida's Sam Roberts. <laughs> That's right. Well, he had bigger hair than Sam. Oh, wow. We made, he wasn't allowed to get a haircut on this show, and his hair was. I mean, it was. It didn't grow like long. Gene. It grew out. Yeah, yeah. he looked like Gene Shalit. <laughs> yeah, Galvin said it best. He said, "I used to look like a Puerto Rican George Washington." Yeah, oh, what I look like. Do you yeah. want to see yeah. what he used to look like? I would love to. Yeah. I think I have some pictures. No, no. Here. I mean, with no, the no. humidity. Show him the caricature. Oh, you want to see the? Yeah. Okay. Do you mind? So, nah, I don't care. I don't know. Spanish. What's happening? Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he unbuttoning? This is what Spanish used to look like. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's that's permanently on there, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. All yeah right. He's got. Oh, dude. Yeah, you look like a hot topic employee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. great. That's not even the same guy. I know. I no, know. And that guy got the most ass. Yeah, no I, kidding. I got the most chicks of anybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that looks like a big hit in a Florida bar. Right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and now and now he's uh, in good shape. He's uh, He's been boxing. He's been working out. And he wears those medium shirts. But no, medium, medium. Top. They're medium. I just I need to get new clothes. I, I get it. I'm taking the hint. I'll get some it's new so shirts. It's so weird because you are, in, you are in good shape. Like, I know how to give a compliment. If you do, like, your shoulders look right. bigger. Your arms look bigger. But your man boobs are in the middle of being, <laughs> they're in the middle of being pecs, and also like the like the pecs itself are there. But you also have he has pregnant, nipples. He has pregnant pa- dog nipples. He has pouty pecs. I have yeah. I have poofy nipples. That I can't get rid of <laughs> your, your nipples. Ate seafood. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah, always they're swollen. I don't yeah. have like like the pointers. Right. They might never get pointy. They're just always puffy. Puffy. Like yeah, pepperoni. Hot. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Do you, know what, it, it, do you know what I thought? I thought you were like between cycles. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's what yeah. it kind of looks like. Right. I need to get some more testosterone. I yeah. think <laughs> some more. What was the whole Dynaball? Yeah, some Deca. Deca whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, took yeah. the pro steroids. Woo. I took methyl D and like M one T that they used to sell over the counter. Right. Because while it was going through the FDA process, they were legally allowed to sell it. And then Did you get your course, money back. No, no. I, I, in fact, I almost died. Oh, really? What? Yeah, I got up, but I got up to like two oh five. I was humongous. What? Yeah, I was. I was like a. 
gorilla. It was insane. And then I like I got a hernia from squatting in a Planet Fitness back when they had squat racks. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm just like smelling salts. I was that kind of animal. <laughs> oh my uh-huh. god! Probably the reason for the lunk alarm. <laughs> and you didn't listen to Maiden? <laughs> no Maiden. I know, dude. I'm just listening to Puffy and Biggie Victory uh-huh. over and over. <laughs> And then I, I, I squatted, I, I got a hernia, I tore my ab and my groin, and I like threw up all over the place. And then I went to the doctor to get a physical, and they took my blood, and they were like, oh, you're, have you been drinking every day since you were five years old? Oh, oh your liver was shot. Oh, yeah, they're like, your liver is in red zone, like, we need to do something right now, like, what's going on, what are you taking? And I was like, <laughs> thing. These pills, they're like... You're like Lance Armstrong. You're yeah. like, do I tell them or do I not tell them? Yeah. At first, I was like, I, I probably should. He's like, please tell me anything you're on. Like, I, I won't, you know, you're not going to be in trouble. Yeah. Just let me know. So I told him, he's like, stop that right now. Uh-huh. I think we're okay. Like, so I stopped, and three weeks later, it was mostly regenerated regenerated already. Holy okay. cow. Thank but, yeah, God. He's like, he's like, you're in deep trouble. That is that is insane. I but the, you see you think you buy some over the counter and you're like, "Oh, it's safe." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. GNC or well, and then they take it all when it gets rejected by the FDA. They just take it down and repackage it, so they like change a molecule, one, one yeah. Degree, yeah, yeah. Just, and put it through the whole process again, and then it's fine. The That's the crazy. worst thing about that is I always think of this whenever I hear about the uh, different vitamins and well, not vitamins, but steroids or fake steroids. They took that apart. It was like sixty minutes or twenty twenty, and they analyzed it, and it had like ceiling tiles in it. It was just a ground-up ceiling tile. Yeah, so it's probably not great for your liver. Dude, not only that, I was was taking clenbuterol, which is like a horse asthma medication. (laughs) And also also what they found traces of in Canelo Alvarez's beef. Uh Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I remember I was taking it, and I was shaking because it it just would make your nervous system crazy. No cough. <laughs> yeah, I felt I could run like the wind. Uh, and then I was telling my uncle, who was a vet, like, I was like, oh, you know, some of my friends are taking this clenbuterol stuff. And he's like, tell them now to stop Yes, Like, tell them right now. Yeah. They need to stop yesterday. And I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hold the fork and, like, throwing my meal behind my head. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> are you upset that we're not going yeah. on the cruise? I'm a little bummed, to be honest. Oh. I mean, you know, obviously... It, Things have changed to the point where a cruise isn't the most, you know, pal- right. enticing thing right yeah. now. But I had never been on a cruise. I was excited to go on a cruise. I was excited to go on an island that, you know, Applebee's made yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Riblet Island? Yeah. Oh. We were, uh, I, I was on Opie's show. I think it was still Opie when I was there. And you were there uh, as a guest of the show. And I think that was the first time I'd ever met you, and you were so funny that day. I thought you were great. And then I, and then um, Bert Kreischer was on the air with us, and he was like, "I'm going on tour. I'm doing this tour." And I go, "Who are you going with?" And he goes, "Who should I take?" And I go, "You should take Mike Cannon." And he goes, "No, who else?" <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he was joking, but I was like, "I I want to do something with Cannon." So that's why I was like, "See if he'll do the cruise." Yeah. Plus, I know that you knew Bobby, so mm-hmm. I wanted Bobby to know you know more people than he knows. Now I feel like the next time we do it, we have to bring a bunch of people because oh, yeah. we missed out on two, and I'm. Like, Sagalo looks like he'd be the most fun. He would be a blast both at the buffet and the bar. Yes. And the karaoke, if yes. there is karaoke. Oh, there's, sure there's karaoke. karaoke. You'll yes. never... Take a wild stab. 
at what his karaoke song is. Well, I'll let you know that Galvin, who you can't see but you can hear, who's six foot five and uh, uh, when did karaoke and the thing, and he was singing uh, Sia Chandeliers. <laughs> so, I know that it's not always fitting to what uh, the person looks like. What decade? Uh, it's from the 90s. Ooh. And it's it's a bit more sing-songy than it is rock and roll. Oh, Chumbawamba. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, that, all of these are fair guesses. <laughs> yeah. Spice Girls. No, but good. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an sync guy oh, person. Oh. Yeah. He, uh, it's Can You Feel the Love Tonight. <laughs> oh, man. Is he good? He's excellent. <laughs> Shut oh. up. To the point where, like, it's infuriating because he we, – we did this one gig in right outside of Philly. It was at this uh, – casino and afterwards you you go to this karaoke place right upstairs and some some of these like professional singers from philadelphia were showing yeah. up and at first everybody was amazed and then they got progressively more annoyed because it's like this is what you need <laughs> you need to flex in front of like you know a like bunch of commoners that are cracking their voice over you know having a good time and then sagalo gets up and the song starts and people are like it's like at the height of the night and then he just starts in slowly and builds like hitler and just like crushes this really? song reducing people to tears and everybody by the end is just giving it this. for those of you who aren't familiar with comedian brendan sagalo he kind of looks like if barney rubble came to life that's right yeah. so to yeah. hear him singing a soulful song like that is amazing yes he looks like the catcher from sandlot yo for sure yeah, awesome. for sure like geo's baby picture yeah <laughs> uh that that is so funny all right well we're definitely doing karaoke now yes yeah uh who, who and then uh, feeny mm-hmm. the, the other the third in the triplet i would imagine that the three of you together are probably a lot of fun like i feel like yeah. i could dare you guys to do stuff that's for sure i mean you know i'm not drinking right now right and i don't well, know if i'm gonna no, again on the cruise you will. but like yeah on the cruise i'm ready to relapse i keep, <laughs> telling, I keep telling bobby i'm like i'm just i'm gonna get you to do a shot of tequila at one point and he's like buddy i go to meetings every day yeah, i'll fix that you're gonna ruin my life yeah 30 years i've been sober you want me to smoke a joint with you <laughs> so how long has it been since you started drinking or stopped drinking uh it's been over two years oh like, so you quit? I I guess, but like I you I don't even quit. know. You didn't quit because you were waking up naked places. You just were like, it might be too no, much. No, I mean that. Like I definitely was like falling asleep at my fair f- share of bars. Right. You know, right, I, right. I definitely <laughs> did not have a healthy relationship with alcohol. Uh-huh. But I but I took a break just with my wife in solidarity while she was pregnant. Uh, and, then and then afterwards, I was like. I like having a jawline. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm waking up not hungover. This is kind of a new world. This is amazing. Geo, pay attention. Yeah. Well, and the idea of like being hungover and having to tend to an infant yeah. was like, uh, I couldn't even, I couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally get that. Okay, yeah. Being coming a father will change a lot of things. Yeah, in your life. I mean I'm high all the time. Like I still smoke weed yeah. right. and stuff. You know, I see. I don't know how you guys do that. I can't function whatsoever. Really. Yeah, like like if I eat uh, if he if somebody will give me an edible and I eat a little piece of it, I don't really feel the total effects or whatever. But then the next day, my brain can't hold a thought. Yeah, like the next the whole next day, I'm like, oh, I remember that thing was. And I'm like, I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> it's really that bad. Like yeah. it just go, it disappears from my head. So you got to almost like you have to haze yourself into it. Yeah. <laughs> so with edibles, you have to like just take a year's worth of mental and emotional <laughs> abuse by, by your own creation. Right. And then eventually you'll be like, oh, I can live with this. Uh, <laughs> I, these guys tempt me with doing drugs all the time. I don't, I'm, I've never done anything more than pot and uh, 
uh, I think I did acid twice in my life. Oh, nice. Yeah, not really. We should do a Molly night on the that, cruise. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm oh, in. Yeah. I, I, wa- I would want to take something. Like, I, I, like I'm, I would never do it, but when I see... I, I start thinking about what people would do for heroin. Oh, yeah. I'm like, heroin must be awesome. Yeah. There's yeah. a certain age I, I plan to hit where that is on the table. Yeah, right? heroin. Yeah. 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 That Why not? and the spoon is on yeah. the yeah. table. <laughs> My wife and I, if we go move to that beach place and the kids actually stay out of the house, then I'll be like, maybe we should do LSD tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mushrooms. Yeah. Start with so. mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. I don't me like to throw me and my up. girl used to be so fun. Where it's like, obviously, this isn't in our lives now. We're we're parents, but like when we first got back to dating again in like you know oh nine or oh, two thousand ten, we'd have nights sometimes where we'd just buy a gram of blow and just <laughs> play spit and sit across from each other <laughs> yeah. and not blink and say how much we love each other. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> that I can't yeah. do. Speaking my language. Yeah, you subscribe <laughs> to Friday for these guys. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I couldn't. I don't know. We'll see. We'll get there one day. Take some shrooms. Go to the Van yes. Gogh Museum or go to the aquarium yeah. and hang out. I don't, yeah. want, anything, I don't oh. want any pictures bleeding. I'm a big <laughs> shrooms in public guy. See? Yeah. And it never, I mean, you're almost always, like, there's a moment where you think everybody knows. And then there's a couple of instances that proves, like, even if they don't consciously know, they feel your vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, took, I took mushrooms. One day, I had the most romantic day of my life with my friend Brendan. <laughs> It was like a couple what? Super Bowls ago, right? Uh-huh. Unbelievable day where we, my wife was out of town. We decided we went to a noon Knicks game. Right. We get hammered at the Knicks game. We leave the Knicks game. We take mushrooms. We go to his office. We hang out, have a few more beers, go up to the Museum of Natural History. On the one train, we're starting to trip ball. <laughs> and it's, we're having a great time. As we get out of the train, of course, some mother asked me to carry her stroller up yes. the steps yeah. there. And I'm just like <laughs> holding on to this. Like the kid. end of the Untouchables? <laughs> just like trying not to make eye contact with both the kid and his mom. Right. And my friend Brendan's at the top of the step just filming it. <laughs> and so I put it down. I like celebrate for a minute that I didn't mess it up. We walk into the museum, and of course, the first Asian couple hands me their 2040 you know, phone. Right. Just a phone take I've a never picture. seen. Yeah. yeah. I take it. They're like, can you take a picture? 2040. <laughs> I have no idea how to operate it. I take the picture. I look at it. It's in time lapse. I'm like, oh, no. I like, threw the phone at him. Go in the museum. Have the time of our lives. We're in that, you know, the planetarium watching the creation of the universe. Yeah. You know, being just hit with lights and feelings and all this stuff. We leave. We go down to his house. He makes me tacos. <laughs> and then we watch the Super Bowl together. <laughs> the best day ever, yeah. My life. Well, so, okay, so. Uh, you take the mushrooms, and then when you're on the train, it starts to hit. What, what, yeah. are you, what are you feeling? This is where I get excited. This is what I want to do. So the the first feeling is like there's a bit of warmth, you know? Like it kind of starts spreading a little bit in your body, All but right. there's also a touch of nausea. Yeah, see, that's see? what scares me. But that's also why chocolate and peanut butter, mushrooms and weed. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, you yeah. balance it out? You yeah. balance it out. It's like the same way how people smoke to fight like the nausea from chemo. It goes it's God, like okay. I gotcha. with mushrooms and then you just curb the nausea. It also enhances your visuals so it sets it off. So we smoked and then got on the train so we're already on the fast track. So by the time 
you know, 30 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever the, <laughs> whatever earth minutes the train ride took. <laughs> you know, we, uh, by the time we were up there, it was kind of in full swing. So, so you, when you go to the planetarium, are you hallucinating or are oh, you just. Oh, fully. Yeah. Oh, that's what I want to See? Do. Yeah. That's right. But it, the best part about mushrooms is it, so I've done like DMT and stuff, yeah. which is a full disassociative. Like, you do you not. You step out of you're, your. You're out of this. Like, yeah. I, I can't see you guys. I can't, like, I'm just not in the game anymore. Right. I'm out for eight minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, but with mushrooms, you I, I'm reminded that I'm high. Like, it's not just like, what the earth is a, a candle and I don't know. You know, it's like not that. It's just like, oh, wow, that wall's doing something weird. Yeah. Like, you know, everything's kind of like giving you a wink and a nod. And you're like, that's right, universe. I am clicking on all cylinders. Oh, one time I had a giant poster of uh, William Shatner that I got as a promotion at the Staten Island County Fair from... I was a radio station, and for some reason it was a giant William Shatner poster, and I didn't even like Star Trek, but I hung it on my wall because I had nothing on my wall. And I was looking at it one time, and William Shatner winked at me. I swear to God he did. And I was sober, so I can't imagine what that's like now if I see posters winking at me mm-hmm. and it's walls awesome. bending. Uh, yeah. Steve-O said that the worst part about sobriety for him is not that he's... He he said that he when he would get really high he would have friends that he would talk to and now that he can't get high he misses his friends. <laughs> He's like I just miss being able to talk to those guys and hang out. And I'm like That's yeah, interesting. Has he ever? I would be interested to know if he's like had flashbacks or anything like that because I I don't. I've done acid once. I enjoyed it. I did it at an Orthodox Jewish wedding. Cause wow. When in Rome, uh, <laughs> um, but I uh, mushrooms you don't have. Like, it doesn't chemically come back or anything like that. You don't have the flashbacks. Right. But I can sometimes relax my eyes to see certain things run. So I can recreate some of the visuals. Oh, that wow. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't I, mean, I don't know, but if anybody can do it, he's got the superpowers. He's yeah. got the really high superpowers. <laughs> That'd be uh, I, I I would love, like, I, Cheech and Chong were in the studio one time, mm. and I didn't smoke pot, but I feel like I should smoke pot yeah. with them. So there are certain people I feel like I want to do drugs with, even though I don't oh, do yeah. drugs. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I joke about not drinking and all that stuff, but if, like, Stanhope or Burt wanted to have a beer, I'd be like, line them up yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah, dude. Like, Although, I, I, don't rec- I don't recommend that always, drinking with Burt. That's what I hear. <laughs> it's it's, it's like it's fun in theory. It's not. It's not like like I could tell you. I saw Mark Norman's face after they were in uh, England for a week, and I saw Norman. He was like, "Hey," and he just he was, ah, he was like a robot yeah. with half battery. Right, right. He was he was out. Um, but like I can drink. But we went when we were on the last cruise. Bert and I we got to a bar. And the guy recognized Bert at the bar, American guy, mm. who was, where were we? Do you remember? Like Belize or I something? I think it was, yeah. yeah. We went to this private beach thing, and we just basically, the guy was making us uh, Bloody Marys, but they were extra Bert strong. Yeah. But now take those, drink them while you're in the beach, in the water. Yeah. And next thing you know, I'm asleep in a Hooters bathroom in Belize. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that, I don't, but Bert never gets that way. Yeah. It's just, he's, I don't have the different. capacity that yeah. he has. Yeah. Just like how the kids say about every new basketball player, he's like he's different. Like yeah. Bert's actually different. Yeah, I, I talk to him sometimes. He'll call me from L.A. He doesn't. There's no time zones to him. Like sometimes he'll call me while I'm sleeping. You know, I, and he'll be like, "What are you doing?" I go, "I don't know. I gotta get up at four. It's eleven o'clock my time. I'm sleeping. What do you think?" He's like, "Oh yeah. Oh hey, let me just ask you the question." But then there'll be times where he'll call me at seven o'clock my time, and I'll go, "Hello," and I go, "Hey, what are you doing?" 
I'm like, I don't know, just going to Starbucks, just woke up, what are you doing? And he's like, I just made my second Jameson and Coke. And I'm like, oh. And I'm like, Bert, it's 3 o'clock in the morning over there. What are you doing? He's like, oh, yeah, just getting, I'm getting ready to go to bed. I'm like, oh. Going for a run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the funniest, one of the funniest things he ever said was, he um, called me on a Saturday morning at 9 o'clock. I remember I was hungover. <laughs> I was in my car. I was just had one eye open and it rang and it was Bert. And I go, hello? And he goes, hey, I got to ask you something. I go, why are you up? It's 6 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. He goes, oh, because my daughters are training to be farmers. <laughs> <laughs> I, just lo- I just lost it. He goes, they get up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. I don't know what they're doing. It just made me laugh. <laughs> Uh, Mike Cannon is here. Mike is going to be at Sidesplitters tomorrow and Saturday. Five shows, two tomorrow, three on Saturday. Plenty for you to choose from. You get tickets at sidesplitterscomedy.com. we got to take a break. The Marty Ray Project is there tonight. They are doing a musical act inside of Sidesplitters, and I'm very happy for both of them. I'm happy that somebody is supporting local music and doing live acts in, in a room that you could actually have live music. Uh, I've never met Marty before, but I enjoy uh, his voice and what he does, and all of our friends seem to like him, so he's going to come in the studio, and he'll be the first person to perform in this studio since we started doing the show here and the first musical guest we've had on the show in over a year. So that happens next. It's a Mike Calda show. This is 102.5 The Book. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.